Welcome to the Columbus Connection, a weekly public affairs program produced in, for, and about Columbus County, North Carolina. Now here's your host, the managing editor of Columbus County News, Jefferson Weaver. Hello everyone, this is Jefferson Weaver from ColumbusCountyNews.com and WTXY. We're here with the Columbus Connection, Heath Nance, Assistant District Attorney for Columbus County. Heath, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, Jefferson. How about you? I'm doing well. It's a little warm out there. It's a little toasty. Yeah. I um, wanted to talk to you today specifically about it. It's a very disturbing and disgusting subject as far as I'm concerned. You know, we saw a couple of weeks ago the advisory came out from the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI office in Charlotte, about child sexploitation and child sextortion. And we just wanted to explain why that's an issue. I mean, we don't we don't really see that type of th- or think of that type of thing as being something in small towns and in rural communities, but it can be a problem here. Yeah, it certainly can be. And I would say for for those listeners out there thinking it's a a big city problem, it's not. Uh, certainly, is it in big cities? Yes, but it's in the country as well. And part of that is uh, with the the nice invention of these nice smartphones that we all are equipped with is that it really opens up the world to everybody. Um, and that means everybody. Everybody. And, and, you know, this this little box that I have sitting next to me, I can do a lot of things on it. A lot of things are great about it. I can track my health, my sleep. I can order a pizza. Two aren't really related very well, are they? Um, I can buy a car. I can apply for a loan. You name it. And then through social media, and I'm not um, being derogatory to social media. It's a lot of good things that connect us in, in many ways and ways that we've not been connected. But... It also opens the world up to whoever is looking in that little box and through that social media platform. And those are for folks that are of any age, uh, whoever is looking at that box in that social media platform. So is it a problem uh, everywhere? Yes, and I assume that is why these agencies uh, issued these alerts. They're probably seeing some of the same things I am. Um, The exploitation can come in many different ways. Um, and we can talk about that, but it's, it's, it goes all the way from uh, on the extreme end, human trafficking, to uh, the more common way that we see it, which is the use of, of cell phones in exploiting young folks um, through either images or conversations um, or the sharing of those photos amongst others. And that's it. Really surprised me. I don't know. I guess I'm too old-fashioned, but it really just surprised me how much of that appears to be going on. I mean, I see the you know the police and sheriff's reports every day, and I'm not saying we see stuff every single day, but it's frequent enough that you know you notice it. Yeah, you know, that yeah, you know, there's a report of yeah. You know, uh, what's the what's the you know the term? Yeah, you know, revenge porn and things like that. And the ages just seem to be getting younger and younger and younger. I, I agree. Um, we we have seen that, and and we've seen it in in some disturbing um, ages. And again, that goes back to what I was saying earlier about the cell phones. If if that cell phone is being used by someone of any age, there's that potential for it to occur. Um, we have have been concerned enough about it amongst all the agencies that I've, I'm in, lucky to work with. That being the police, um, law enforcement community, sheriff's department, municipalities, Department of Juvenile Justice, and even the school system. Because uh, when we see these reports come in and we see what the allegations are and the ages, 
um, we knew that something needed to be done, and, and, I, and I commend and I applaud you, Jefferson, for, for having this topic and, and going over it and trying to get the word out. Because I, I also believe, I think you do as well, that I think some of these things happen because people don't realize what they're getting into. I and, think that's a big thing. That's the only thing I could conceive of. Because, I mean, let's face it, we were all kids once. And sure. your, your judgment is not there. That's what a good mom and dad are there to do. And, and it's, yeah, and we're not saying that you know, only bad parents' children get involved in these things. Because any kids can get involved in it. Because everybody's got a cell phone. Absolutely. Yeah, it can be anybody. And and also, too, like you're saying, children, they don't I don't think they realize one that they could get in trouble for what they're doing. That's one angle we probably haven't thought about yet is that they can actually get in trouble when they hit share or hit drop or, or whatever. However, they're distributing these pictures that they get. But they can also be subject to um, exploitation efforts by unknown people from not just locally, but probably more commonly across the country, across the world. And and these, our children, they may not think anything of it, of this friend request or this direct message coming in, uh, and they respond to it. And the next thing you know, um, some type of relationship or conversation has started that results in that exploitation being taken to the next level. Now, are they, do you, are y'all finding out that these things are more directed towards, you know, just having, you know, just, quote, unquote, going for the images or the videos or are they a lot of times an actual gateway you know towards you know actual connections between you know the you know the predators and the children in these cases Jefferson I would say both um, I would say more common are the images um, but I have seen efforts to uh, convert what appears to be a, an online relationship into uh, one that's an in-person and, and meet up. Um, type scenario. All right. So it's not just like we see on the, you know, to catch a predator programs and all that type of thing on TV. I mean, some of them, and they do just as much damage. There can be just as much mental and emotional trauma, of course. But if, you know, a picture is sent out there and you know, shared throughout a school or sold on the dark web or something like that. But it's it's not just the whole thing of, you know, like the to catch a predator programs and, you know, those type of things where they're, you know, actually setting these people up to catch them. And it's the, you know, the digital end of it, just the digital end of it. That, that's exactly right. And, and the, it seems almost unfathomable that that well, it is hurt. to me, quite honestly, because yeah. I obviously have a problem discussing it. But. <laughs> but, but I can tell you from some of the cases that I've personally worked is the way these relationships. Let's let's talk about the um, just acquiring images and the the individual, um, the suspect or defendant that's trying to get the images from the, the child. Typically, what I've seen is a direct message or a friend invite comes in to that child's social media account. And they may accept it or they may respond. And if they respond or accept it, then the conversation starts. And keep in mind, these folks that are doing these things and trying to exploit these kids, they've done some of their homework. They've looked into this person on social media and they're using the information that the child is putting on social media to further the conversation. In other words, to to gain uh, a reputation with him or her. In other words, hey, talking about you, their I other friends. I see you like Labrador Retrievers. I see you like to ride bicycles. I see you play bas- basketball, something like that. 
Absolutely. Uh, or who their friends are. They've got a friend in common or maybe a family member that they know or, or, or some other hobby, like you said. And that forms that connection. And then before you know it, a relationship, quote-unquote relationship, uh, has started, and that trust starts to go up. Again, this might be a person that's in California, uh, might be in Missouri, uh, wherever that person might be, and, and they're targeting just anybody online. They happen to be one of our um, uh, children here in this community. Well, we're going to take a real quick break, and we'll be right back with more of the Columbus Connection. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-201-1478 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-201-1478 now for your free quote. That's 800-201-1478. And welcome back to the Columbus Connection, everyone. This is Jefferson Weaver here with Heath Nance, Assistant District Attorney for our county. Now, Heath, we're talking about a, a very sensitive subject here with you know, child sexploitation and child sextortion, you know, largely using digital media. And the obvious question that some folks are going to ask is, how is this a crime if it's between, you know, even, even if it's between a boyfriend and a girlfriend, shall we say? How is it a crime? Yeah, absolutely. And again, this is part of the education. I believe that if, if the more people that know these things, I think it, it could potentially curtail the behavior. Because uh, I believe, well, at least when I speak to groups on this issue, I can see the surprise looks in the crowd. When I start talking about what's a law and, and what's a violation of the law and what it equals. So, you know, we'll kind of go over a few things. You know, one, that, let's talk about dissemination of obscenity. That's the, the basic one. Uh, now, that is, on its, on its face, a misdemeanor. It's still a crime, uh, something you don't want to have on your record, certainly. But that is essentially sending out uh, an obscene image. Now, obscenity has a, a long definition, but with our conversation today, when it involves minors, it's, it's basically automatically deemed obscene. Uh, so when it's adults, it's a bit different, but with, with, with children, it's automatically obscene. So if you are receiving, sending images, that is a violation of our criminal code. Um, now, again, that's a misdemeanor. So, so let's, let's jump to some, some other things, and that gets into um, what we've seen a, a few times over the past few months, that being the sexual exploitation of a minor. There's three levels of that. There's first degree, second degree, and third degree. Um, and I'll go over each kind of kind of basically, but first degree, first degree sexual exploitation of a minor essentially involves the production, distribution, 
or coercion, and I focus on or, you only got to check the, one of those boxes, uh, coercion. So with our conversation that we've had so far, if you've got an individual um, talking a minor into sending images, um, then that is coercion. If that image is of a minor involved in some type of sexual activity, that is a Class C felony. A Class C felony, to put it in um, comparison and relativity, our felonies are rated from A to I. A being first-degree murder, I being the lower-class felonies. Armed robbery, robbery with a dangerous weapon, is a Class D felony. That's what I was about to say. I, th- I, was, I thought armed robbery was a Class D felony, so this is actually worse, quote-unquote, than... This is one class higher than an armed robbery. So you're talking talking a major, major offense. Now, the other ways that you see it in second and third degree involved with the distribution or merely the possession of these images. Now, these images do not have to be uh, from, we've talked so far about conversations, friend invites, direct messages, one-on-one through electronic means. Now we get into the realm of going online and doing Google searches or doing searches on some of these other platforms where you can post and repost and share videos. And in those circumstances, an individual that gets online and decides to look up or download, uh, let's say, videos or pictures involving children or or folks under um, um, 18 involved in sexual activity, um, then they have, again, completed that offense. And that is another felony. It's a lower class. It's a class E or a class H, depending on what we're talking about. We're talking, talking about a felony. A felony in all respects. Also, with each one of those offenses, whether it's a C, an E, or an H, someone that is either found guilty or pleads guilty to those offenses, they're required to register on the sex offender registry, um, which is you know something that's a tool for the public to determine who's around them and who's on that list. But that is a, a major ramification for a violation of that criminal statute. And that is a, if you've never checked out that website, folks, you can find it through the State Bureau of Investigation main site or homepage. And it's, it's amazing how many registered sex offenders there are out there. And, you know, not trying to scare anybody, not trying to say the sky's falling or anything like that, but it's just a tool to use to be aware and to keep, help keep your family safe. And it's one of those tools, Jefferson, that if, if you look in, in doing research in criminal offenses, the recidivism rate or the um, risk to reoffend in that same area is highest among sex offenders, which yep. really is the basis for having a sex offender registry. Because recidivism is high in that particular category of offenders, um, the, the need is there for the public to know where these individuals are. Um, and that register that registry exists for the public. And of course, you just mentioned the recidivism rate. I mean, you know, we frequently see in the reports from the U.S. District Courts, from you know, usually from Newburn, sometimes from Raleigh, with a lot of these types of cases involving child porn. Yeah, these it, it'll start out saying was arrested at the state level on this date, and then they went back and visited the individual again and found even more. So it's. Uh, or you know, the individual had been allowed to have access to a small child so they could produce some more. That's correct. And it, actually, one of the last cases that, that we've handled here in that category just a few months ago, the offender 
was actually here in Columbus County. The the information I had on the case, there was um, a victim in South Carolina, there was a victim in Missouri, and there was a victim in California. How about that? So the offender, again, was here in Columbus County, and he was reaching out to individuals all across the country, again, as I talked about, I, I believe in this case it was an Instagram platform, and doing direct messaging, and then starting up conversations. Now, you know, shifting gears a little bit on the other side of it, what about... You know, what about with teenagers? You know, the the whole you know Romeo and Juliet type of a thing. I mean, what what about with them? I mean, these these laws still apply even if they're juveniles. So, so absolutely. So we talk about how um, juveniles can be victims, and that's something that that we as a community want to be very um, aware of and take whatever um, precautions we can. But also on the flip side, these same juveniles can be charged. Uh, for example, if, if quite a few people have no earthly idea that they can be charged with, you know, it's just a kid. They're not going to charge them with a felony. Well, <laughs> and, and they didn't take the picture or, or they <laughs> yeah. didn't send it to begin with. They just received it and reshared it with another friend. Right. That that is a felony. Um, so they can be charged with now in juvenile, juvenile court is a bit different. Department of Juvenile Justice gets involved. Um, they can take out a petition or do some diversion program. But still, that, that's going to be a situation that I'm confident uh, the, the juveniles nor the parents of these juveniles want to find themselves in in dealing with this. And, and I've talked to groups of, of, of middle schoolers, and when we go over this subject matter talking about how they can get in trouble doing some of these things, they had no earthly idea. I'm confident of it. I could see the looks on their faces. And um, again, the way we get the information out and the way we educate folks, I think that could curtail the, the behavior uh, because they can. There's some real consequences, not to mention now, now juvenile court, even, even adult court. But what about these images that are sent out if they're of the, the, the person? Once it's out there, it's out there. It, I mean, when, when it's on the Internet, it's forever. You, you can't take it back. So it's always out there. Um, that there's no, no secret way to send these things out. There's you know, different ways to, to, to do that. So um, that our, our young folks need to be aware that they, they could be victimized. They could also be charged, and not to mention the long-term consequences of an image being out there. And I think it's very important to emphasize what you just said. It's not you know, the... Yeah, just receiving it and not doing anything about that. I mean, you're having it, you know, a, a ninth grader has a picture on his cell phone that was sent to him by one of his buddies. That's right. And, yeah, that, that person's actually responsible for that. That's right. That's and right. That's, uh, yeah, it's got to be a bit eye-opening, for, hopefully, for the parents, because hopefully the parents going to be involved in that. We're going we're gonna to talk about that some more in the next, yeah, after this next break. We'll talk about what to do. You know, what parents can do, what kids need to do. This is Jeff Weaver. We're here with Heath Nance on the Columbus Connection. We'll be right back. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. 
Call 800-201-1478 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-201-1478 now for your free quote. That's 800-201-1478. And we're back with more of the Columbus Connection. This is Jefferson Weaver with Heath Nance from the Assistant District Attorney's Office. We're talking about a very sensitive subject today. We're talking about uh, child sexploitation and the use of digital media for a large portion of it, unfortunately. Heath, now we've, you know, some of the stuff we've been talking about are probably pretty scary to some kids and to some parents. But y'all don't necessarily want to go out there and get through everybody in jail in a case like this. I mean, if it's a, an actual innocent recipient of something on these lines or someone that realizes they've gotten caught up in it, what do they need to do? So if um, – are you talking about if the, what should parents do or what should well, individuals I mean, we, do? Well, we can talk about both parents and talk about the kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I mean I'm, I'm of the generation that no matter how badly you screwed up, you go to your mom and dad and you confess it and it gets handled. Jefferson, that's the number one thing. With if if you find yourself as a young person tied up in a scenario like this, where you've you've innocently responded to a direct message, innocently responded to a friend invite, and things start to go in a way that just doesn't seem right, um, whatever that might be, or that the, the questions or the request to get maybe somewhat something you're not used to. The number one thing that person should do is go tell someone, whether it's a parent, whether it's an aunt and uncle. Uh, an older brother or sister, get somebody involved that can intervene. Um, that is the number one way I have seen a scenario that could have gone really bad be stopped. And in fact, the case I just discussed a moment ago about the, 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 the individual here reaching out to um, uh, younger folks in different states, that's how we caught this guy. Yep. Is this, this young girl... Um, after doing some things and sending some images that she shouldn't have sent, it went too far, the threats got too great, and she told her mom. And it stopped, police got involved, and we ended up convicting that guy. And, and he's now on the sex offender registry. So, but now, I don't know if that's, you know, we don't, we don't want the kids to think there's no hope for me. We don't want the parents to think there's no hope for my child for being involved in this thing. I mean, if, if, the, if law enforcement finds out about it, they can hopefully track somebody else, you know, or I should say they can hopefully save someone else who might be involved in it. Because most of these people, they're not, you know, they're, they usually have several victims roaming around. So. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. They, law enforcement, once they get involved, there's so many different ways the investigation, as, as, as good as the technology is and as, as rampant as the social media platforms and, and different, um, different modes of communication are, uh, law enforcement has a few uh, tricks up their sleeve, yeah. and that is through uh, different ways of tracking through these same platforms that want to stay in business, and the way they stay in business is to make sure they're complying with law enforcement and reporting when inappropriate images or videos or conversations even go, go forward on their platform. So they communicate directly to law enforcement. 
Law enforcement gets involved through search warrants, getting records, even seizing phones and downloading the content. And these, again, these boxes, these little phones, they hold an awful lot of information, including information that you think has been deleted. So for the offender that thinks they're clever and they've deleted everything, uh, we can recover that. And that strengthens these cases. Uh, Law enforcement's dedication to pursuing these individuals, the technology we have is there, and we can do something about it. So let's say a child goes to a parent and says, I messed up. This, this person has you know, been, or hopefully prayerfully, sit there and say, Mom, Dad, this person is really making some weird comments and asking some questions that are making me uncomfortable. What does Mom and Dad need to do? Call law enforcement. That it's as simple as that. Uh, I mean, one, they should um, get online. Uh, I would, if, if it was me, I would, I would take that content um, the social media, I would, I would seize all conversations, or cease, rather, all conversations, make sure that the, 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 the child is no longer communicating with that person, and go straight to law enforcement. We are, are very blessed with, with great law enforcement in this community, um, and they're dedicated to, to protecting the public, dedicated to protecting our children, and go to them. I, I work with these guys and gals every day, and, and they're really good at what they do. Some incredible warriors in that department, really and truly. Yeah, they're yeah, great so. at what they do. I'm honored to, to work with them. And it, it's just, and anytime you know, I talk with anybody about these, well, not just these type of cases, but any type of cases, if it's one of the investigators that specializes in a particular area, they their dedication shows through, and it's just it's reassuring. I mean, as a citizen of the community. Yeah, it's it's very reassuring. But you know, let's reiterate here. I mean, the kid, the kid goes, to mom and dad says I screwed up. Child's not going to be charged. No, I mean they get sucked into this thing. They're not going to be charged. I mean, somebody sneaks a picture of somebody and shares it around with their friends. The victim's not going to be charged. You're not going to get in trouble for this. They, they are the victim in this case. They, they're not the offender. That's correct. And I, I, I think that's what we need to see. There's the old perception so many times I'm going to get in trouble if I call the police. Well, you're going to get in trouble if you stay mixed up with these people. But in this case, you're not going to be in trouble. Like, like he said, you are the victim. I mean, your child is the victim. So, And, and for parents out there, you know, it, it, there's some perception sometimes of not coming forward because of whether it's embarrassment or, or wanting to keep things under wraps. Keep in mind if you do that that doesn't stop that offender and he's going to keep going so if, I mean, if we if don't you, even if you it, manage to cut him off you know even if you cut him off from your child there's other children out there absolutely and, and there might be other children at that same time so whatever we can do to stop it and that that drives me in my profession and what i do um making the difference and making sure that person doesn't do it again so you know, what can parents do I mean, we if yeah, I'm 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 a Southerner and I'm old fashioned, and we won't get into what we think we might like to do. It's might it's not exactly biblical, even though it might feel like justice. It's not. We have more modern, civilized ways of dealing with these things. So, what is a parent to do? You know, Jefferson, that's a good question. I'm I'm a parent myself of of two uh, young children. And this subject matter, it terrifies me just like it does you, just like it probably does your listeners right now. Um, And it's tough being a parent. I'm sure all parents have said that of every generation, but it's tough being a parent right now. There's a lot of things out there that that are scary. 
and you never know are are you doing the right things are you not doing the right things what should you focus on or not focus on so um, of any of you listeners that want to you know call in and tell us t- give me some tips I'm all for it but and, and I'm and I'm not telling anyone what to do but but let me impart kind of what I've seen through the cases that I've gone through as to what I think might have been the issue. And it really goes down to um, unregulated um, cell phone use when it comes to social media. That's, that's what I was going to ask. And, and I'm, not, I'm not criticizing any parent for, for having their child have a cell phone or even use social media. A social media, I think, is here to stay. Uh, we can utilize it in a very positive way. But there are risks. And I believe parents need to take charge to make sure children are supervised when it comes to social media. Uh, make sure they're using it the right way. And, and am I saying keep them off of it, shut it down? Well, that, I mean, that's their prerogative if you want to do that. I, I might would suggest find teachable moments since it's a platform and a tool that we know is going to be around for a while. Maybe we communicate with that child frequently to talk about things that might come across, whatever subject matter comes across, or friend invites, or direct messages from people they don't know, and have those conversations with that child as to why that's a bad idea to respond, or why that's a bad idea to accept that friend invite, or why that's a bad idea to click on that. Um, And have those moments where going forward, the child still has social media, but they've learned how to cope with it how to utilize it, how to use it the way it can be used in a positive way. And you bring up a very good thing right there. I mean, monitoring your children's social media. I mean, an example, I've got to be careful not to give away too much with this, but it it does involve a a friend of mine and her daughter. She and her ex-husband had extremely different views on it. Well, my friend was very strict still on there her daughter's still on there still got to have fun still got to talk to her friends but there were very specific rules that had to be followed they weren't the case in the other situation and it wasn't too terribly long for one of these folks we were talking about who was a listing on the rso on the sex offender registry he turned up and was crawling around so to speak and that was and it just turned out that my friend's daughter was his his preferred target age mm-hmm. So it doesn't take very much, but you know, parents, you know, the parents, you got a parent. I mean, you hold the key. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and the keys, that's, that's a good analogy because this, this box, um, again, of all the good things it can do, given, given this cell phone and all social media platforms to a child, I mean, it, it's almost like giving the keys to a car and, and say, you know, drive to Vegas and, and be careful. Um, it's, we, we've got to make sure. This is being used the right way, and, and I don't think children necessarily know the risks that are out there. And I well, think as parents, kids. that's our, that's still, our responsibility. I mean, there, there are responsibilities. There's right. our responsibility to be teaching them and raising them. They're still kids, no matter what they say. That's right. But, hey, thank you for coming and being with us today, man. Thanks for having me. I Enjoy. Hope we, can, hope we can have you back again, and, and then we'll, we'll have another subject to talk about. <laughs> Would like that. But. Folks, this is Jefferson Weaver, WTXY, ColumbusCountyNews.com with Columbus Connection. Make it a great week. This has been the Columbus Connection with Jefferson Weaver. If you have a story that you want to share with us or a comment on a previous program, you can email us at 
Columbus Connection at ColumbusCountyNews.com. The Columbus Connection is produced by Jones Media Partners, and the program is recorded live at the WTXY Studios in downtown Whiteville, North Carolina. Our in-studio producer is Daryl Jackson. Be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Columbus Connection. Thanks for listening.